the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This podcast is brought to you by Dr. Kirk Elliott, PhD. In an uncertain economy, if you're looking for wealth management solutions and financial advice, go to KirkElliottPhD.com and make an appointment today. Hi, everybody. I am Monica Crowley in today again for my good friend Dinesh D'Souza. And I want to thank Dinesh and Debbie for inviting me to come and join you and host today's show and host all week. It's great fun. And we have so many more great shows coming up this week. So thanks to them. And thank you for joining me. All right. Coming up today, we are going to tackle illegal immigration because the numbers coming across the border just in the last couple of days are record breaking. This is the absolute intentional destruction of America. We're going to be all over it. Also, later today, we're going to talk to Abe Hamaday, who ran for attorney general in Arizona last time. Now he's running for Congress going into next year. He is phenomenal. And later today, I'm going to give you my unpopular opinion about Taylor Swift. Come for me in the comments, Swifties. I'm ready. But I'm going to put myself out there with my unpopular opinion about Taylor Swift, not to be missed. All right, guys, please check out my podcast called The Monica Crowley Podcast. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts. So Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher. Today, I've got a great show for you. I'm going to tackle sex lies and videotape, the ruling class, all of their corruption. Plus, I've got a huge interview with 1980s pop icon, Tiffany. Okay, so that's coming up today on the Monica Crowley podcast. Also, please check me out on social media. On Instagram, I am at Monica Crowley underscore. And on Twitter and True Social, I am at Monica Crowley. This is the Dinesh D'Souza Show. this voice. The times are crazy in a time of confusion, division, and lies. We need a brave voice of reason, understanding, and truth. This is the Dinesh D'Souza Podcast. Okay, let's get started today with the $50 omelet. And the reason I want to share with you my $50 omelet, which, no, did not have any caviar in it or anything else that was crazy expensive, I want to share the story of my $50 omelet with you to tell you why these poll numbers matter now. And again, when we talk about polling, and we did this a lot yesterday, take all of these polls with a grain of salt. But there is something happening in the polling that shows a broader trend toward President Trump, toward the Republicans, away from Joe Biden and the Democrats. And a really big part of that is the economy. 
In fact, we're getting polling now showing that the economy is far and away the number one issue. Bloomberg Morning Consult poll, which was released late last week, shows that Trump leads Joe Biden on who best to handle the economy by a whopping 18 points. Donald Trump at 50 percent, Joe Biden at 32 percent. And when they asked voters to rank their top issues, the economy, again, far and away the number one issue at 39 percent. The second most important issue to voters, immigration at 14 percent. So those are the two big issues. And I want to deal with both of them on the show today because they're critical to not just the political election next year for president, for Senate, for the House of Representatives, but it's critical to the lifeblood of the country. You cannot have a country with a wide open border. And also you cannot have a thriving country when your economy is stuck in salt like it is right now under Joe Biden and has been for the last three years. This doesn't just happen. None of these issues just happen. I was watching Fox Business the other day, guys, and they had on a like a local Democrat from New York, because I guess none of the major Democrats want to go on Fox or Fox Business. And this local Democrat, I mean, I give him props for going on Fox Business, but he was trying to say that the wide open border and the massive tsunami of illegal immigrants literally just happened. And, you know, this kind of thing happens in every presidential administration. I think it was Maria Bartiromo who put the brakes on that immediately. These things don't just happen. They are a direct result of presidential policy and also policy that comes out of the Congress, policy that comes out of the Federal Reserve. These things have consequences. You move when you have power and that movement has a consequence. So I want to deal with the two biggest issues in this Bloomberg and Morning Consult poll. And those two issues, the economy and illegal immigration, are at the top of every poll. Okay. And far and away, Donald Trump is leading on, on both of those issues. Why? Because Trump has a long track record of delivering on those issues for the forgotten men and women, but actually for everybody in the country. You don't have to go back to the Reagan years to remember a booming economy. We used to have to do that, guys. Remember, we used to have to think back to the 1980s and the Reagan boom to recall a really robust, thriving economy. We don't have to do that anymore because Donald Trump delivered that booming, thriving economy just a couple of years ago, pre-COVID. And tomorrow, I have so much I want to do today. So tomorrow, we're going to talk about 2020 and how it's going to inform next year, 2024. But we now have four years of empirical evidence of Donald Trump as president delivering for the American people on the economy, on illegal immigration, and on the whole range of issues, law and order, um, a strong foreign policy where the world was at relative peace four years of empirical evidence. So what you're now seeing as the polling is really starting to take off and people are now starting to focus on the presidential race is that they're honing down on the issues that are most important to them. And again, the economy and illegal immigration. So let's start with the economy. Um, 
The Fox News poll that came out yesterday had some staggering numbers here. None of them good for Joe Biden. 70% of those polls believe that the country is going in the wrong direction. Again, that's a direct effect of a wide open border and an economy that is very soft and in decline. Two thirds of the American people, according to the Fox poll, um, are living paycheck to paycheck. And we have seen that in other polls as well. And more than two thirds in the Fox poll disapprove of his handling of the U.S. economy. I've seen numbers even higher, according to other polls, like three quarters of the American people have a negative view of Joe Biden's handling of the economy. Monmouth, which is a pretty substantial poll and largely to the left, has Joe Biden's job approval at 37%. Fox has him a little bit higher. I think it's at 43% in Fox poll. But Rasmussen, poll after poll, shows Joe Biden in like Richard Nixon at the height of Watergate territory. Richard Nixon at the height of Watergate was like in the mid to high 30 percentile, right? Because that is a core group of voters who will never abandon a president of their own party. So you have to be pretty bad if the only people approving of your job performance are your core diehard supporters. 37%, very, very bad. Again, a direct result of the economy, sky-high inflation, uh, still sky high energy prices. People are now, they're, they're struggling to make choices. So when they go to the grocery store, and I see this all the time, I experience this too. Go to the grocery store and a lot of people now have to choose between eggs and milk that week. Or here we are in the holiday season. A lot of families are struggling to pay for toys for the kids because they still have to give them dinner at night and put food on the table. These are the kinds of economic Sophie's choices that so many Americans are having to make right now. And that is reflected in these poll numbers. So the $50 omelet, you know what? Let's hit a quick break. How's that for a tease? Let's hit a quick break. When we come back, I'm going to tell you about the $50 omelet. And I'm going to tell you about my experience with a worker in a drugstore on First Avenue in New York City, what she told me, and I realize it's anecdotal, but it reveals so much about where the electorate is. Sit tight. Well, it is the holiday season, and that means time to go to the movies, right? Well, this Christmas, the brand new film from director George Clooney arrives. It's a rags-to-riches absolute crowd-pleaser based on the number one New York Times best-selling book. It's the inspirational true story about one of the most difficult sports in the world and the 1936 University of Washington college rowing team that competed for gold at the Summer Games in Berlin. This story will absolutely inspire you. This team rowed out of need, need to eat, need to sleep. And it gave them an edge that captures the power of working together to overcome all odds while rowing for their country, for America. You know, they really don't make movies like this anymore. And this one is filled with wholesome content that makes it the ideal multi-generational movie for the holidays. 
Joel Edgerton, and Callum Turner star in this exciting and incredibly true story of courage, hard work, and determination, showcasing America at its very best. Believe in each other. Believe in the impossible. The Boys in the Boat opens Christmas Day in theaters only, so get your tickets now. Boysintheboatmovie.com. Okay, now we get to the $50 omelet and and how indicative it is of the Biden economy and the failure of Bidenomics. The reason we're in this situation, again, it doesn't just materialize out of thin air. Four years under Donald Trump, we had little to no inflation. We had a Goldilocks economy, and I was very blessed and honored to have served in the U.S. Treasury Department for two years, steering the Trump economy, which again, was robust and growing and thriving. And it was literally lifting all boats. Every demographic in America was benefiting from the Trump economy, especially the middle class, the working class, and the poor who saw their wages increase very substantially. And again, that was a direct result of Donald Trump's pro-growth economic policies, tax cuts, Regulatory relief, so relieving the burden on businesses of all sizes from industries all the way down to mom and pop shops. Releasing our uh, great energy sector so that our fossil fuels industry and all other energy industries could really be free, have a free hand to develop energy and get it out onto the market to drive down prices. So gas was incredibly cheap especially compared to what it is now. And the final point was fairer trade deals. Donald Trump struck fairer trade deals with, of course, China, which was incredibly difficult to do. And I was there for the last round of trade talks uh, with the Chinese in Shanghai, um, which maybe that's the story for tomorrow. It was an unbelievable experience because we were there in August of 2019. What happened a month or so after that? SARS-CoV-2 on the scene in Wuhan, just a couple of hundred miles away from where we were in Shanghai. So maybe I'll save that story for tomorrow. But we were there creating all of these incredible uh, trade deals that made the trade imbalance a lot healthier for the United States and brought back manufacturing jobs to the U.S. to the tune of 500,000 jobs. Donald Trump did that with a pro-growth economic policy. Joe Biden comes in and throws all that right out the window and goes right back to a socialist approach to economics, which we know the lessons of history, complete failure wherever it's been tried. So he throws out the pro-growth economic agenda and starts spending like crazy. Now, when you have an emergency like we did with COVID-19, and we had to shut down the the U.S. economy to deal with it. And I know that's a debate, but I can tell you, having been there, this was a novel virus. Nobody had ever seen it before. And everybody was sort of looking to the Chinese to see what the Chinese were going to do with their economy and with their society because the virus began there. And so when China began shutting down cities of 30, 40 million people, Everybody in the West thought, hmm, the Chinese must know something about how this virus behaves. They must know because for the Chinese to shut down their economy, well, you know, maybe we should too. 
Because if millions of people start dying, can you imagine if Donald Trump didn't shut down the U.S. economy and you had millions of dead bodies in the street within like a month, two months, whatever? He'd be so impeached and out of there so fast, your head would spin. So I cut President Trump a lot of slack on this. Were mistakes made, of course. Um, if firing Fauci, he should have done that. But on the economic side, and I was there um, as President Trump and Secretary Mnuchin and so many others stood up all of these programs to try to get the American people through the most acute uh, part of the crisis, get us through that period of time. I was there witnessing it, helping to execute it. And it was an unprecedented effort to help you and me. When you have an emergency, it requires emergency level spending. But when you keep that emergency level spending going, absent the actual emergency, after the emergency has passed, well, then you get a an inflationary environment where everybody is suffering because of high prices. That's where we are. Because over the last three years, after the, the emergency, Joe Biden and the Democrats have spent to date, over $8 trillion. And the Fed keeps pumping out money too. So between the fiscal response and the monetary response, we have been awash in trillions of dollars that we do not have and cannot afford. Hence, the inflation that we've all been suffering under for the last three years. It really began to take off when the Democrats passed the Inflation Reduction Act. Everything with them is Orwellian, right? And the way they name legislation, Inflation Reduction Act. Literally from that moment when Joe Biden signed that into law, inflation began to take off literally that day. So the system has been so awash in so much excess money that, of course, you have inflation. And that brings us to the $50 omelet. So about two months ago, I'm in New York City, and I know it's New York City. Everything is more expensive in New York City. So you can factor that in. But it was a Sunday, and I was in Manhattan, and I was doing some work, and it got to be about one o'clock, and I hadn't eaten anything that day because I was busy doing other stuff. So about 1 p.m., I realized I was starving, And I said, okay, I'm going to order one meal for the day and like graze on it the rest of the day. And I feel like eggs. So I called my local diner. Okay, it is a diner. I'm not calling Danielle. I'm not calling the Four Seasons where you can't sit down for less than $200 a plate. I am talking about my local coffee shop. I called them and I ordered a three-egg omelet. And in the omelet, I asked for tomato, onion, and avocado. You can come to me, you know, fight me in the comments about the makeup of my omelet. That's okay. So I wanted that in the omelet. And again, granted, avocados are not cheap. I understand that, but we're talking about an omelet, not an avocado tree. So I ordered that. And then I ordered a side of well-cooked bacon because Monica likes her bacon crispy. And I ordered a side of sausage. And it came with wheat toast, whatever. That's it. The omelet with the three ingredients, the side of bacon, the side of sausage, that was going to be my one meal for the day. 
And by the way, I didn't even order delivery, which of course is an extra like $8 fee. Plus you got to tip the guy and we all tip. Um, so now that's like an extra $10, $12. No, I said, I will come pick it up. <laughs> I will come get it. I walked to the diner and I'm like, gave them my name. My order is ready. They're ringing it up. $49.50. The $50 on the, I did a double take. I said, I'm sorry, what? You must have me confused with someone else's like 10 person order. No, $50 for that. Okay. Um, I share this story and I want to share that I like amortize the meal over like two days. I was like, well, I better have half the omelet today and half of it tomorrow because this was $50. Um, I realize an expensive part of the country. I realize eggs are expensive, avocados, bacon, very expensive, but not $50 from the diner expensive. I am one person. The average American family, four people. Parents, two children, and God help you if you have boys. I, I mean, they're eating at a house and home. So I give you that example of the example of crazy inflation that has been going on now since Joe Biden and the Democrats took power. They have no qualms about inflicting it on you. And the people who are suffering the most are the people in the middle class, the working class, and the poor. Those sectors are the ones that Donald Trump helped the most, and they're the sectors that Joe Biden and the Democrats have inflicted the most pain on. And it's ironic because those are the groups that the Democrats are constantly saying that they champion, they support, we're here for the little guy. No, no, you're not. You're not. The economic pain that this country has gone through has been um, fierce and horrendous. And that's why you're seeing the polls reflecting that um, sentiment and that economic pain and uncertainty that so many Americans are experiencing and have been, plus the memory of the great economy under Donald Trump. This is why you're seeing those poll numbers turning and Joe Biden tanking. Democrats might think that they can fix that situation by swapping out Joe Biden, but the Democrat policies will remain remain the same under any Democrat running for president. All right, let's hit a quick break. We've got much more on the other side. Okay, guys, we all know Christmas is coming up, and I cannot think of any gift that's better than feeling good again, right? It's better than even getting a new car. So here's an idea. Relief Factor. Relief Factor is the gift that helps people relieve pain and feel good once again. Relief Factor is a dietary supplement that helps your body fight back against pain. 100% drug-free, Relief Factor was developed by doctors searching for a better alternative for pain. Relief Factor uses a unique formula of natural ingredients like turmeric and omega-3s to help reduce or eliminate the everyday aches and pains that you might be experiencing. Whether it's neck, back, joint, or muscle pain, and Lord knows we all have at least one of those, right? Relief Factor can help you feel better. Unlike pills that just mask your pain for a short amount of time, Relief Factor helps support your body's natural response to inflammation so you feel better all day 
every day. See how Relief Factor can help you with their three-week quick start kit. It's only $19.95 and it comes with Relief Factor's Feel Better or Your Money Back Guarantee. So why not give it a try? Visit relieffactor.com or call them at 800-4-RELIEF. That's 800, the number four, relief. When you feel the difference, you know it works. Okay, so the number one issue for the vast majority of Americans, as we said, is the economy raging inflation, the high energy prices, all a direct result of Joe Biden and the Democrats and their atrocious, destructive policies over the last three years. There is a reason why Joe Biden is at 37% job approval or 39%. And again, it's the economy because everybody is living their, their lived experience in this economy. Maybe not all of you are getting that $50 omelet, and I don't blame you. By the way, that was the last time I ordered an omelet, okay? Because $50, it is insane. It's pure madness, and we're all suffering under the jackboot of higher prices. The second most important issue to the American people, poll after poll shows, illegal immigration. So now the American people are really focused on the border and what's gone on in the border. We talk about the lived experience with the economy every time you go out, every time you go to the grocery store, every time you go to fill up your car, the money just goes one way, right out the door. The lived experience with illegal immigration now has come to the doorstep of pretty much every community and pretty much every American. And that's why you're seeing this issue rise in the polls as one that is incredibly important to the American people. Um, for the left, for the Democrats, illegal immigration is all fun and games while it's contained to the border communities and the border states. The minute it spills over into the rest of the country, into, say, northeast cities, cities on the West Coast, all very liberal, all sanctuary cities. But the moment the reality hits, those voters who are deep, deep blue voters, those voters start to pay attention. Why? Because it affects their quality of life. So on the one hand, you have the cost of living crisis affecting voters' quality of life. And on the other hand, you've got illegal immigration, which is also now directly affecting their quality of life. Those two issues are right in the forefront. And related to all of it, of course, is law and order, spiking crime, especially in our cities. But that is overflown also into uh, local communities across the country. And a big reason for that is the illegal immigration nightmare that we're all living through. Illegal immigrants are committing all kinds of crimes from murder to drug trafficking to human trafficking, uh, child sexual abuse. It is now spread out of the border states and communities into the rest of the country. And the people now are seeing it right in front of their faces. That's why illegal immigration is now the number two issue in poll after poll. Um, massive amounts of people have come over uh, in the last three years, as we know. On day one, Joe Biden reversed the main pillars of President Trump's immigration policy, which had essentially the illegal immigration situation solved. 
So he did three main things. He enforced the border. He did remain in Mexico and he did uh, ending catch and release into the country. Day one, Joe Biden comes in and reverses all of that because orange man bad, right? So obviously it created a tsunami of illegal immigration. And over the last three years, we have seen the record books just explode. Um, the official numbers are about eight or nine million in these last three years. I suspect the number is much higher. I think that is a lowball estimate. And in fact, the other day, President Trump was talking about this and he used the number 15 or 16 million. That's probably more accurate because there are so many gotaways, millions of gotaways who have no interaction whatsoever with Border Patrol and they just come across all kinds of sectors, both the northern border and the southern border, and just melt into the country. So over the last three years, the number is probably more accurately what President Trump said, 15 or 16 million. But then again, we have no idea. Remember for years, guys, we have been told that there were like 11 or 12 million illegals in the country. That number remained static by the left and the uni party for, I don't know, 20 years. We were told, Oh, you mean the 11 million illegals? You're telling me that number never changed? Nonsense. Of course, that number changed. It grew, but they stayed with that number because they didn't want to freak everybody out. Well, now people with their own eyes can see what is going on on the border and they know that there have been, I, I mean, Look, obviously, none of us have any idea. But if I were to guess, I would say 40 to 50 million illegal immigrants in this country right now. Maybe it's even more than that. Who knows? Certainly under Biden, we've had an additional 10 to 15, 16 million come in the country. Today is December 19th. From December 1st to December 17th, the most recent number we have for December 17th, 167,000 illegal immigrants have come into the country. Again, these are the immigrants that we know about. So maybe it's closer to 200 in the first 17 days of this month. Yesterday alone, December 18th, 2023, yesterday alone, 12,600 illegals came into the country and actually had an interaction with Border Patrol. So how many more came in yesterday that didn't have any kind of contact? Again, we don't know. So let's say it's 14,000 in one day yesterday coming across the border. I don't know if you guys have seen, but there's footage coming out of Eagle Pass, Texas, which is a major transit point for the illegal immigrants coming from Mexico, really from all over the world, but they come into Eagle Pass, Texas. There is one reporter, Bill Malusian from Fox, who has been all over this. Now, yeah, there are some other reporters here and there covering the story, but Bill Malusian has been all over it now for years. Why is he out there alone, pretty much? Why is it just one guy? We know why, okay? And thanks to him, though, and Fox News, we have drone footage. The footage of yesterday's record-breaking illegal immigrant crossing will blow your mind. And guys, I I'm telling you, I feel, I, I love America so much 
that I feel deeply upset and disturbed when I see this footage to the point so much so that I have to turn it off. I can watch a couple of seconds of it and then I have to change the channel, turn it off, go elsewhere. I know what's happening. I'm not in denial about it. But the images are so deeply disturbing about the intentional destruction of this country that I can only take so much. I'm happy to talk about it, happy to educate people about it, happy to vote for people who are going to change it. I'm happy to do all of that because it is our duty as American citizens. But to watch the footage day after day of tens of thousands of illegals, all military-aged men, by the way, this is a grotesque, dangerous invasion, and we're all going to pay the price, you and me. Not the ruling class, not Joe Biden, who's made all of this possible. They're not going to be uh, paying the price. They're all well protected. You and I are paying the price right now, and we're going to continue to. Just wait for the terrorist attacks to start. Okay, hundreds of known terrorists have come across the northern border and the southern border. Hundreds of them. And as we saw with 9-11, it just takes one or a handful to do tremendous damage. Ruling class, no consequences for them, consequences for you and me. All right, guys, speaking of the border, we're going to hit a quick break and we're going to come back with Abe Hamaday, who is running for Congress in Arizona. He is phenomenal. He's going to talk to us about the border and so much more. Sit tight. We all know that this is a time of great economic uncertainty, right? And what better way to combat that uncertainty than to diversify? Diversify your savings with physical precious metals while stockpiling silver in your home safe. It's Birch Gold Group's most popular special of the year. Now through December 22nd, for every $5,000 you spend with Birch Gold, they will send you a one-ounce Silver Eagle coin for free. Text Dinesh to 989-898 to claim your eligibility now. You can purchase gold and silver and have it shipped directly to your home or have Birch Gold's precious metal specialist help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold for no money out of pocket. Can't beat that, right? And they'll send you free silver for every $5,000 you purchase. Keep it for yourself or give something with real value as a stocking stuffer this year. It makes a fantastic holiday gift. Just text the keyword Dinesh to 989-898 to claim your eligibility. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of happy customers, including me, with an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of happy customers, now is the best time to buy gold from Burge Gold. Just text Dinesh to 989-898 and claim your eligibility for free silver on qualifying purchases before December 22nd. Well, I'm so excited about this conversation, and I've been looking forward to it for quite a while, because now we are joined by my friend, Abe Hamaday. Abe is a former prosecutor in Maricopa County, Arizona, which is a real hotbed for election integrity, and will maybe likely decide the next presidential race, so we're going to get into that as well. Abe is also an Army Reserve Intelligence Officer, so he's a real smarty pants and a public servant. He ran for Arizona Attorney General in 2022. 
and he had his election hijacked along with Carrie Lake, who was running for governor. Maricopa County is an absolutely corrupt machine uh, that needs to be smashed. And the two people who can do it are Carrie Lake and Abe Hamaday. Abe is now running for Congress in Arizona's 8th Congressional District, uh, and there is a primary there, but Abe got the coveted Donald Trump endorsement. Yes. He joins us now. Abe, welcome. Good to be with you, Monica. Oh, it's so great to have you here and to to actually meet, at least by screen, as you and I follow each other on social media. We're both mutual fans of one another, so it's great to have you. And before we get started, I'm not sure you know this. I shared this with Carrie Lake a while ago. I am a native Arizonan. Did you know that? I did not. Which city? I was born at Fort Huachuca, Arizona, because like you, my father was Army Intelligence. Right. I spent a lot of time at Fort Huachuca. It's really beautiful, actually. It really is. It's an amazing place, uh, mostly because I was born there. So it's it's become like legendary, like birthplace of Monica Crowley. <laughs> but it's an amazing place. And a lot of people don't know this. It's still a center of Army intelligence. And when we uh, went into Iraq, Saddam Hussein's top secret classified documents were all shipped, or at least most of them, to Fort Huachuca to be translated and, and analyzed. So I'm very proud of that. I'm an Army brat. I love it. (laughs) Well, it's great to have you here, Abe. And we've got a lot to get to with you, including election integrity and your race uh, for Congress. But let me start by asking you why you want to do this again. I mean, you you are uh, a prosecutor, your army intelligence, you have a servant's heart. So I know that's part of it. But after what happened in 2022 with the breakdown um, in election integrity and the election uh, systems in Arizona, why would you want to do this again? So we have unfinished business, Monaco. You know, everybody in Arizona and across the country, quite frankly, witnessed what happened last November here in Arizona. And it only motivated more to bring down this corrupt machine. So you look at what's happening. Our border is a disaster. Our elections have been hijacked and compromised. Look at our foreign policy overseas. You know, all of this relates to the failed Democrat policies, which I think, I mean, it's becoming pretty clear that this is intentional. And right now, more than ever, we need strong, conservative, common sense leaders who are going to actually fight back and too much, uh, too many of Republicans, you know, they've been sitting back and allowing this to happen to us. But I think so many of the America first Republican movement has really awakened because of President Trump and what he's led. So he's really inspired this new generation to, to save our country. You know, I was the youngest statewide candidate running for attorney general, the youngest statewide candidate across the country. And, you know, we beat a lot of competitive primary opponents, but what really got me over the finish line was people saw that you know, I had skin in the game. You know, I don't want to grow up in a country where it's Marxism. And my family came from places like Syria and Venezuela. So I'm really aware of how quickly things can change for the worse. And we're seeing it right before our eyes. So this next election is so pivotal. Pivotal. It's really going to determine whether we remember the America that we loved or whether the Marxists take over. So I'm determined to fight for the America we love. You know, so many uh, people are talking about how Maricopa County, which is Phoenix and the environs of Phoenix, that so many roads for President Trump and the Republicans run through that county. 
Can you talk to us a little bit about what happened in 2022 with your race and Carrie Lake's uh, race? What did you find? Just give us a thumbnail sketch of the kind of corruption that you guys have been able to uncover. Well, we're still fighting that corruption. I'm still in my election lawsuit from last November. We just filed, we just completed our appeal today, actually, Monica. So, you know, so many people focus on the printer malfunctions, which was a complete disaster in Maricopa County, where 60% of the printers went down. I mean, it was very orchestrated and, you know, it was very scary because these lines were four to six hours. So that was one aspect of it. But with our race, I think, I don't know if your viewers know, I know they're paying attention to election integrity, but we were down 511 votes out of 2.5 million after the initial count, which was the closest race in Arizona history. Then after our recount, it was discovered we went down to 280 out of 2.5 million. So that kind of discrepancy was very unusual. And what we discovered was that ES&S machines of Pinal County was misreading the votes incorrectly. And another thing that we discovered were there's still 9,000 uncounted provisional ballots in my race. And of those ballots, we know because we have their names, we have everything about them. They are overwhelmingly 70% Republican leaning voters. So something that we've discovered, you know, since this about a year now is our elections are compromised. And I think it's very intentional how the Democrats do it. It's death by a thousand cuts. You know, it's not just one single issue. So we've been fighting our election lawsuit going up against a corrupt machine. The courts, you know, are quite frankly cowardly. And, you know, we're, we're willing to test and expose the legal system right now. That's why I'm fighting. I became a prosecutor because I believe in justice. So I think the establishment out here thought we were going to, you know, go away, you know, get on my knees and ask for forgiveness. But I look at the voters and everybody I talk to and they know what happened. And I'm going to continue to fight for justice. So everything we've been discovering has been really eye opening. We have, you know, all the time you see the Democrats and the media say, Oh, there's no evidence of election uh, irregularities and, it's quite interesting. In my legal case, we haven't even alleged election fraud. All we're alleging is to count the lawful votes that were not counted. So, and you're looking at the Democrats trying to you know, unpretzel themselves because they're the ones usually chanting count every vote, but they know if they count all the legal votes in my case, we would win. So we're, we're really testing the bounds in Arizona. And you know, Arizona does have precedent to remove a a statewide office holder. It's been done before with a governor. So that's why we're continuing to fight this legal battle. But it's been a challenge dealing with the corruption and, and quite frankly, the cowards. But, you know, I'm enjoying exposing the system. And I, I always tell people I gained decades of knowledge in this last year uh, in a condensed one year period. So I'm excited to bring that new skill set to Congress when I go there next November. Well, you're absolutely amazing. And I have so much more I want to get to with you, Abe. So please hang tight. Much more with Abe Hamaday, congressional candidate. He's got a primary, Arizona's 8th Congressional District. We'll be right back. Okay, there's a reason why the number one New Year's resolution is losing weight. It's because after the holidays where we all eat so much, Yeah, most of us pack on some LBs, right? Well, thankfully, PhD Weight Loss is coming to the rescue. PhD Weight Loss is a program that's based on science and nutrition. No injections, no pills, no hours in the gym, no severe calorie restriction. Just good, sound, scientifically proven nutrition. It's so simple, guys. They make it easy by providing 80% of your food to you at no additional cost. 
They tell you when and what to eat. What could be more simple, right? And guess what? You can do all of this without ever feeling hungry. The founder, Dr. Ashley Lucas, has her PhD in chronic disease and sports nutrition. She's a registered dietitian and she helps people lose weight and most importantly, maintain that weight loss for life. So if you're ready to take the step of losing weight like so many other people, just call PhD Weight Loss and Nutrition at 864-644-1900 or find them online at myphdweightloss.com. Again, that number, 864-644-1900. All right, welcome back. We're rejoined once again by Abe Hamaday. He is running in Arizona's 8th Congressional District, and he does have a Republican primary there, which I want to ask him about. But first, on the um, the issue of election integrity, Abe, um, you know, and I, I mentioned this, I saw Carrie Lake the other day, and I mentioned this to her too. On our side, we're always fighting the last war. So while it's absolutely necessary for us to uh, do what the Democrats did last time in terms of early voting. We got to get a handle on mass mail-in voting, uh, ballot harvesting, ballot curing. All of those things are necessary for us to really uh, have control over uh, in next year. My concern is that the left has something that we don't have, which is imagination. And so while we're fighting the last war from the last election, Um, They already have something new and creative to rig next year's elections. How do we kind of get in front of that? How do we anticipate the kind of shenanigans that uh, we know that they're going to pull in Arizona and other states? How do we do that? Well, I think the first thing is exposing what happened in the previous elections. And I think that's why Carrie Lake and I have been continuing our election battles. But if you're looking at what's happening right now, no, these are margin races for the most part. And something that's been different in 2020 and versus 2016 is the rise of the third parties. And I think the Green Party was not on the ballot in 2020 in Arizona and Georgia and Nevada and so many of these other places. So I think the Democrats are starting to worry because they will be on the ballot in 2024, which would make up the margin difference. And that's what happened in 2016. We also look at these other independents uh, running like uh, Cornell West or RFK Jr. So this is why you're seeing Mark Elias. I don't know if you've been paying attention to his Twitter accounts, but he's been he's been really up in arms about this. So I think that's kind of a good motivation right now is Republicans. You know, we've learned a lot over the last couple of years, but you're exactly right about getting on offense with a lot, a lot of these election integrity battles. And that's why for me, when I'm in Congress, one of the first things I want to introduce is to ban ranked choice voting at the federal level. And it can be done. The Democrats have tried implementing it before. So this is kind of where we have to start getting creative. You're exactly right. The Democrats are imaginative. And the Republicans, we need to start pushing back at a much more aggressive level in order to save elections here in America. So banning ranked choice voting is one of the first things, but also cleaning up the voting rolls and making sure the federal government, because once we take back power, Monica, we're going to utilize that power to restore this America that they stole from us. So that's what I'm so excited about, because Carrie Lake and I, we both have gained so much knowledge about our elections. And that's why I think so many people across the country are paying attention to Arizona. They know what's happening. And we're going to bring that fight to Washington, D.C. 
Well, so many of us give you and Carrie so much credit for pursuing the fight. Like you said, so many on our side, they get screwed over, they lose their elections, and there are all kinds of uh, shadowy figures involved and, and shenanigans involved, and they immediately back off, and they just concede the election and back off and say, better luck next time. You guys haven't done that, and you've taken it to the courts, and, and you've lost a lot because the court system is also deeply corrupt. But the fact that you are pressing the fight, everybody owes you a debt of gratitude because you're really unearthing a lot of things in discovery, and the American people need to know exactly how dirty these elections are. Um, okay, so for your your race now, running for Congress, tell us about, you do have a primary, you do have the Trump endorsement. Tell us what this primary looks like. When is the Arizona primary date? Um, as you criss- crisscross the district and the state, what are voters telling you about what's most important to them? Absolutely. So, you know, we were not expecting to run for Congress, Monica. And actually, it was on October 17, I believe, or October 19, when you know, the same day, the Supreme Court actually sanctioned me $55,000 for fighting for elections. And that was the exact same day that Congresswoman Debbie Lesko decided to re- retire. And Carrie Lake gave me a call. And so many in Trump's inner circle gave me a call and said, Abe, we need you in the fight in Washington with us. So that's when I jumped in. And, you know, as I've been going around the district, the top three issues that I constantly hear about are border security, which I think we've all seen the disastrous policies today. I don't know if you're watching the images coming out of Arizona and Eagle Pass, but it is horrific. You know, the whole world knows our borders open and they're flooding it right now. Over 12,000 people in a single day. And it's really affecting these communities all across the country. And that's why you're even seeing Democrat mayors like Brandon Johnson in, in Chicago and Eric Adams in New York. They're up in arms as well because they don't like that they actually have to feel the effects of the policies that they try to espouse by sanctuary cities. So now you, you see you, their hypocrisy is on full display. But here in the district, the fentanyl crisis is a direct result of our open border. But the second issue I constantly hear about is election integrity. And primarily because in Congressional District 8, that was actually hit the hardest when the printers went down in Maricopa County last year. So border security, election integrity are the top two issues, but I also, of course, hear the cost of living. I mean, it's too, you know, we, our dollar has been devalued by about 23% in three years. This is unsustainable. I look at my generation. There's so many young folks who can't even afford to pay rent or to have to have a ability to purchase a home. So it's really become difficult to live in America. So I'm very concerned that the American dream is really dead under Democrat leadership. And that's why we need to elect President Trump next November. And, you know, I am honored to have his endorsement. He actually called me when I was in Washington, D.C. randomly and almost providentially sitting on the steps of the U.S. Capitol. He gave me a call and Carrie Lake was in his office. And, and it was such a it was such a sweet moment because I told President Trump this. You know, he was able to give me justice that the courts haven't been able to give us. And that's what's so powerful about that man. He stands up for truth and justice against the whole corrupt system. And I can't wait to join the fight with him and Carrie Lake uh, while she's in the Senate and uh, me in the House. And I think we're going to I'm really excited about 2024. You know, as long as we're vigilant, and I think all of us have been, and so many people are waking up with the you know, Elon Musk purchasing Twitter, now X, it, it's really opened up a lot of people to the issues that were being suppressed. So people are waking up at rates that we've never seen before. And I believe 2024 is really the final battle. And I, I'm honored to be in the fight with them. 
Well, I know how much President Trump thinks of you, Abe. Uh, he just thinks the world of you. He's a huge fan of yours. So I am so glad that you have his support and, and you give it right back to him as well. And he's going to be in Arizona a lot next year. So you're going to be right there on stage with him as you were in the last election cycle. You know, you mentioned the cost of living crisis and I just did the whole monologue on today's show about how the American people are really suffering. And it's the middle class, the working class, and the poor who are suffering the most. They're being squeezed the most by falling wages and rising inflation. And I spoke about my $50 omelet um, from a diner in New York City. And, and, you know, granted, it's New York City, but these are the kinds of price pressures being put on Americans across the board. But you also mentioned the border and you mentioned election integrity. Those are the two issues that go directly to American sovereignty. Without those, we have no country. So we are so grateful to you for standing up on, on those two issues. Um, Abe, before we let you go, you are of Arab descent, as you mentioned, and I have heard, and you can confirm or deny this, but I have heard that you are going to be instrumental next year in reaching out to Arab voters in key states like Michigan. You're going to be going into those communities, talking to Arab voters, um, and, and relaying the message about the Republican Party and the kinds of opportunities that we can provide to Arab voters versus the destruction of the Democrats. Absolutely. Well, our primary is in August. So after I'm finished with my primary here in Arizona, I intend to crisscross the country with President Trump. And, you know, Arab voters, I think a lot of them are waking up, especially with indoctrination that's happening in the schools, you know, trying to shove this woke transgender ideology that's, you know, quite scary. And I, nobody wants this, and especially these these immigrant communities. So you know, Assyrians, Arabs, Chaldeans, you know, all these people across the, and even and look at what's going on in Israel. I mean, you're seeing a real exodus of Jews from the Democrat party to the Republicans. So I think this is our good opportunity to, you know, reach to different demographic groups to show what America first Republican policies offer. And I think it really relates to so many people. And I, I can't wait to help President Trump get across the finish line, not just here in Arizona, but hopefully in Michigan and Pennsylvania and Wisconsin and Ohio. So I'm, I'm really excited to be going to hopefully be hitting the trail with President Trump because so many people, doesn't matter what race you are, what, what ethnicity you are, what religion you are. So many people understand that this country is worth fighting for. And if the flame of freedom is extinguished in America, it may be gone forever. And we have to fight for that. That's why they came to this country for opportunity and freedom, which is being taken away by the Democrat Marxists. So they understand that this battle is worth fighting. And I'm hopeful that they're going to be supporting President Trump next November. Well, with your help, they certainly will be. I guess you're going to be our not-so-secret weapon. <laughs> the Arab voters, and we're so thankful uh, for you, Abe, for doing that and also taking on the challenge of running again. It is it is a massive undertaking. People need to understand, and we make fun of politicians and deride them all the time because they're constantly letting us down. But it is a huge thing to step up and say, my country needs me. I'm going to put myself on the line, my name on a ballot for the ultimate judgment of American voters. That is a major thing. So thank you for doing it yet again. Abe, we are so grateful for you. God bless. Thank you. You bet. Abe Hamaday, he is running in Arizona's 8th Congressional District. Abe, before we let you go, um, give us a website so people know where to go to support you. We can use all of the help we can because we're fighting a lot of crooks in the establishment as well. They can go to abe4az.com, A-B-E-F-O-R-A-Z.com.
Abe for AZ.com. And you certainly are. Abe, thank you so much. All the best. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. We all know and love Michael and Dell and MyPillow, right? Well, I've got really good news for you. MyPillow is excited to bring you their biggest bedding sale ever and just in time for Christmas. For a limited time, get the Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $29.98. I have them. They are amazing. You can also get a set of pillowcases for only $9.98 and rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper for as low as $99.99. And guys, I've got the mattress topper as well. It is incredible. You're going to love it. They also have blankets in a variety of sizes, colors, and styles. They even have blankets for your pets. Get duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, bolster pillows, and so much more, all with the biggest discounts of the year happening right now. They're also extending their money-back guarantee for Christmas until March 1st, 2024, making them the perfect gifts for your friends, your family, and everybody you know. So go to MyPillow.com and use promo code Dinesh or call them at 800-876-0227 and you'll get huge discounts on all of the great MyPillow bedding products. Okay, guys, as we wrap up today, I want to let you know what's coming up today on my podcast. I'm going to deal with sex, lies, and videotape and our really corrupt ruling class. So I'm going to breathe fire about that today on the Monica Crowley podcast. Also, I've got a really fun, festive talk with pop icon Tiffany. Remember Tiffany? Tiffany was huge in the late 1980s. She had two back-to-back number one hits, including I Think We're Alone Now, right? Well, she's got a brand new Christmas single out called Angels All Around, and I'm going to have a really fun conversation with her. I have to tell you, my 1980s self is screaming, (laughs) screaming. I love Tiffany, and uh, I hear she's just a lovely person. She has reinvented herself. So I look forward to that conversation, and I hope you'll join me on the Monica Crowley podcast uh, for that. Now, I want to, in my final moments here with you today, share with you an unpopular opinion about Taylor Swift. Okay. Um, I appreciate Taylor Swift's music. I like many of her songs. Uh, I can also appreciate her as a songwriter. I think she is an extraordinary lyricist. She is just a brilliant songwriter. She has a way with lyrics. She's writing her own music. She plays the guitar. She plays her instruments. So she is an extremely talented musician. And I give her huge, huge props on that. However, I am not in the Taylor Swift cult. <laughs> it is a cult, okay? Um, again, I give her huge props for building this massive career. She's a global superstar. And according to Forbes, she is a billionaire. So a great businesswoman, all to the good. But I don't like her very much. And I know you're going to fight me in the comments again, uh, along with the avocado in my omelet. But I'm telling you, I just, I, and I'm not looking for pop stars to be my friends, right? I mean, I was a Madonna wannabe in the 1980s. I was a Tiffany wannabe, of course. So we all have our moments 
when we're teens and we're growing up and the music that we like and and the people uh, that we sort of want to emulate like Madonna in the 1980s. So I get all of that. And maybe it's just the passage of time with me. But again, I get Taylor Swift. I just don't like her very much. And the reason I don't like her very much is I think she's a big phony. Am I wrong about that? Am I alone in my assessment of that? I just find like, you know, with all the guys and, you know, accumulating and look, she's a young woman. She can date whoever she wants. God bless. Okay. Now she's with Travis Kelsey of the Kansas City Chiefs. She's at the games all the time. She dropped 1200 bucks on vintage Chiefs gear. She's a billionaire. She can spend her money on whatever she wants. But I, I, there's something about her that feels really contrived. Um, like with the, the collecting of the boyfriends and then the dumping of the boyfriends and then writing the songs about the boyfriends and then elevating herself. I mean, I guess a lot of people are like, you go girl, whatever it takes for fame and fortune. And she did all of that and via con Dios, right? Go with God. <laughs> but I find the whole thing like a giant act. And I know she's not unique in entertainment. They all put on their pose. Uh, publicly and they all have an image and like I get that but the whole um obsession the whole like swifty maniac thing again maybe I'm showing the passage of time here because again I was a Madonna wannabe um with the rubber bracelets and all of that but the whole Taylor Swift thing just strikes me as a little too contrived now that being said, there is a political angle to Taylor Swift. She has begun to get more political. She is obviously, she's conquered entertainment and music. Good for her. Um, now she's conquering sports because she has this big famous NFL boyfriend. So she's all over the NFL. She's all over ESPN. Every game she's there. Okay, so you've got entertainment sports she is beginning to get uh, more political. And the rumor is that the left and the Democrats are going to weaponize her willingly, but they're going to weaponize her next year for the election because she has this massive cult-like following, especially of, of young women, young girls, that they are going to weaponize her and get her out there in the sports world and to the youth vote to get them motivated to register and then vote for Joe Biden or whomever, but certainly the Democrat Party. Um, that could very well be. And that's why I think so much of this with her does not feel organic. She was just named Times Person of the Year. Um, okay, billionaire, biggest superstar. Yeah, okay, I get it. But again, I don't think any of this is wholly organic. I think a lot of it is being teed up um, to really take Taylor Swift, again, willingly, and point her directly at us. Well, not us, because we're voting Trump or Republican. But, you know, uh, we're to, to get younger people motivated uh, to vote for the left and the Democrats, because we're looking at these polls and young people are falling away from Biden and the Dems. So just keep a close eye on that. Again, I'm not convinced that any of this is particularly real or organic, but we shall see. I can be persuaded. So Swifties, 
Fight me in the comments. <laughs> All right, guys. Great to be with you today. As always, again, big thanks to Dinesh and Debbie. I will see you back here tomorrow with another big show. We're going to talk communism tomorrow, and we're going to talk about 2020 arrow to 2024. So don't miss it. Subscribe to the Dinesh D'Souza podcast on Apple, Google, and Spotify, or watch on Rumble, YouTube, and SalemNow.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.